Hi, it has been so exciting seeing the registrations coming in for our Revive Lifestyle Medicine Safari Retreat in Africa happening this January 2025. If this has been on your bucket list or if you have already gone and you cannot wait to go back, now is the time to save your spot. We'll be having incredible wildlife viewing excursions, including primate trekking, seeing elephants, rhinos, giraffes, lions, and more. Cultural experiences with local guides, healthful food in beautiful accommodations, participating in a service project, and sharing expertly guided lifestyle medicine activities, including nutrition, physical activity, stress relief, sleep, connection, nature, and more. How can you find out more about it? Well, go to the website, stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat. That's stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat, where you can learn more about our incredible itinerary and save your spot. CME is included for healthcare professionals. Any questions, reach out, and I cannot wait to share this incredibly transformative experience with you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Stress-Free MD Podcast, where you learn how to be stress-free from the inside out, elevate your calm, and live your best, healthiest life. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Tiger, your self-care doctor. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Stress-Free MD Podcast. I am so happy, as always, that you are joining me today because today we have a very special guest. Dr. Mark Solomon is here, and he is the medical director of colorectal surgery and the department chairman for colorectal surgery at Advent Health Digestive Health and Surgery Institute in Orlando. As a board-certified colon and rectal surgeon, Dr. Solomon is one of the most recognized colorectal surgeons nationwide in robotic colorectal surgical operations and has written, get this, nearly 50 book chapters, scientific abstracts, and manuscripts on this and its related fields. Dr. Solomon is the co-founder of the Surge On app, which creates a safe space for surgeons off of traditional social media platforms. That is where we met. I'm honored to be the key opinion leader for self-care for this app, and I'll let him talk with us more about that in just a bit. So Dr. Solomon, I just want to warmly welcome you and thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you so much for privilege and pleasures on mine, Robin. Thanks again. Thank you. So I'd love for you to share with our audience your journey, how you got to where you are now, and through your eyes and the eyes of your colleagues, you know how you see stress playing in the surgical world. Mm, that's a good question. It's a it's a loaded question too. I think that. Um, you know, for me, I've always been the antsy, never can stay still for too, too long kind of guy. And since I was a little kid, I've just been always kind of from one project to the next project, to the next project, to the next project. And so, um, 
Yeah, I'll never forget, you know, you touched on it. Some of the things that I'm doing right now is um, when I began my, my surgical practice, I was very interested in nerding out and doing a lot of tech and doing a lot of uh, marrying of technology and surgery, which is why I was really attracted to robotic colorectal surgery. And at the time that I was doing this, there was really no one doing or very few people doing robotic colorectal surgery. And, and what I ended up doing is kind of, as you mentioned, was we did a lot of, uh, a lot of publications, a lot of book chapters, and a lot of uh, speaking on the topic of how to train surgeons as as I myself was training myself to do robotic surgery, I was trying to figure out as a fellowship director how to train other people. And that's what kind of prompted a lot of um, publications and, and all that that you mentioned. And, and with that, you know, comes, uh, you know, a quite a bit of project juggling, quite a bit of um, personal productivity management and project management and stress. That's why I have no hair. You know, there's a lot of these things that, uh, that really kind of play into uh uh, where I am uh, kind, of, kind of current state. Hey, wow. Okay, so now we have current state, Dr. Solomon, you know, <laughs> involved in all of this really innovative technology where the surgical world is is involved with robotics, which is amazing. You know, several decades ago, if you were to tell me that surgeons were going to be operating in this way, I would have thought it was something from, you know, Star Wars or something, you know, like something that was really just so out there. And the fact that, you know, you are at the forefront of this is, is really amazing. Yeah, no, thanks. I mean, you know, obviously it's one of those things that was a, at the right place at the right time with a lot of really good mentors and a lot of patient friends along the way. And so it's, uh, it's been good, which actually is kind of, which almost dovetails to how you and I met because we met along the lines of this app that you mentioned, Surgeon. And Surgeon, as you, live, you, you mentioned it kind of at the start, at the top was, is this safe space that we created. And, and to get to that point, you got to understand the history of, of where we all started. So, you know, right now, a lot of the surgeons, we all live in various places. We live in socially, that is. We've never been more connected on, on online and social media. A lot of us exist right now on Twitter, some on Facebook, some on private groups on Facebook, some on Instagram, TikTok. We're kind of all over the place. And actually, my foray into all this began because of my fellows. And again, I was a, was a fellowship program director doing a lot of robotic surgery teaching. And truthfully, I got sick of saying the same thing over and over and over again to the new crop of fellows that would come. You know, do this, sew here, put the needle there, there hold that, do this, do that. And so I ended up recording a private set of videos and uploading them to just a YouTube channel that I created and then sharing them with my fellows. So just, I'm sick of saying this, just watch the video and then come to survey tomorrow and do what we do what I showed in that video. And then somehow those videos got leaked and they got leaked to other fellows who liked what they were seeing. I unpublished or I uncloaked the videos and made them more public. And then it started creating more and more and more content on YouTube. And that YouTube channel has really taken a, a life of its own in the sense that there's been an obvious and immediate need for high quality, narrated, annotated, planned out, high, kind of basically just best in class, just video discussions. And I think that's what we've been able to do on that YouTube channel, which the, the problem though is it's publicly available. The problem with, with social media is it's publicly available. The problem with all this is the, the discoverability, the stress that's associated with it. A lot of the hospital systems and employers of, of surgeons 
forbid their surgeons from participating in social media and exchanging of ideas, which is a tragedy because there's so much, I don't want to overstate this, but there's a lot of magic, if you will, when a bunch of surgeons that are innovative and creative get into a room or a virtual room, if you will, and start talking about procedures and steps of an operation and so on. And so um, we, we found that there are some amazing parts about social media and surgery, but there's some deficiencies. We've been We've been we've put ourselves and forced ourselves into the um, the essentially the the round hole, what were square pegs, if you will, of social media, and so we took all the deficiencies of social media as it exists on Twitter and the, the deficiencies of Facebook, the deficiencies of Instagram, removed them, and created a platform that take all the good parts, the good things of Facebook, the good things of Instagram, of Twitter, of Zoom, of uh, of TikTok. We've taken all the good and left the bad. And that's what we did. Ended up doing was creating this application called Surgeon, which is a verified surgeon user base only. It's it's a protected environment. It's built to be HIPAA compliant. We have the ability for webinars, annotation, telestration, tagging, virtual this, and virtual booth space. We have kind of built out to do really anything and everything you ever want in a, in a surgical social media aspect or any procedural specialties. Really, kind of we built it in. Wow. <laughs> You are a tech guy <laughs> in all areas here. Yeah. And so, and you know, thinking so forward thinking, you know, that we have the stresses of practicing medicine, but you mentioned a whole other stress that I actually wasn't even really aware of until I met you is that the stress of actually sharing this important information can be dangerous in lots of different ways. Yeah. You yeah. have all of that stress of wanting to be an educator. And wanting to collaborate, but having to be careful about all of that. So you created a way to do that safely. Yeah, we've taken obsessive care to make sure that the people that are on the platform are who they say they are. So mm-hmm. we have a 100% verified user surgeon base. Like you're not on the app unless you're a surgeon, period. And we have multiple layers of verification built in and multiple methods by which someone can get on the platform. And so this limits the um, who, who's in and it makes it a little bit more of an exclusive club, if you will. You're right. It helps hopefully to mitigate at least one layer of the stress that exists. I mean, I don't want to be on Facebook. I hate Facebook. But I, if I wasn't on Facebook, it would be a significant chunk of my academic portfolio and, and the innovative side of me that wouldn't have, wouldn't have ever developed because I'm not able to collaborate. But like you said, it has a lot to has a lot to do with the stressful nature of our jobs and the hectic nature of what we do. And then you could, you, you layer that the, the fear of being discovered, discoverability, right? You, you layer that on top of the, the, the performance fears at, at work and then surgery, and then tackle that with the administrative duties that you have. And then add on top of all that, the work-life balance or better yet said, the life work balance and how to really manage all these a little bit better. And so, yeah, the app hopefully removes a little bit more friction, if you will, and gives a little bit more ease of mind to our colleagues that are doing this content production already in a manner that is safer, uh, more streamlined, and definitely custom and purpose-built for that which we do on a daily basis. Yeah. So I know I know that Facebook isn't, isn't your favorite, and yet it has been a wonderful platform for you to support surgeons up until this point, yeah? Absolutely. Because you have, a, you have a thriving group on Facebook. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I co-moderate several groups on Facebook and one of them is a robotic colorectal surgery interest group. 
And there, there's no doubt, and actually I like on my YouTube channel, like there's no doubt that the overwhelming majority of my traffic comes from Facebook. And it's because these are curated groups that are, are there and there's such tremendous and incredible value from the community. Now, there's a lot of downfalls and a lot, there's a lot of limitations to the software and to the privacy concerns. And, you know, I could speak for a whole hour on the issues that exist right now with uh, privacy and social media, discoverability and social media, the fact that our data is being brokered and sold and sold to the highest bidder. There's something called data brokerage that's being, that happens constantly in which you can have a digital footprint or digital fingerprint rather where you know your connection to this person and this social map gets created and that's how matrices of who to sell what to and why they know about birthdays and how they know where you're probably going to vacation based on the people that you interact with and so on and so forth and actually this is you may you all may have heard about Cambridge Analytica which is where 55 million users data was leaked and sold to a, a, an analytics firm in in, in Cambridge uh, England and that's what swung and, and changed the outcome of the 2016 presidential election. So these things are happening. And it robs the amazing, amazing, amazing benefits of Facebook groups and of Twitter communities and of Instagram and so on and so forth. And so it's when people get greedy and do these things. And uh, it really kind of robs of the purity, if you will, of these communities. And so that's what we've tried to bridge with the with this application. But you're right. There's fantastic, fantastic, and irreparable, rather irreplaceable benefits of some of these communities that when done wrong, it causes irreparable damage. So you've eliminated a lot of what you talked about, the negative pieces in what you've created in this app. Yeah, yeah. So one of those, one of those things that we wanted to make sure that uh, we, we removed was data collection. Like, like on on and any one of these social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they all they all make money from putting ads. And the only way they can make their money by making ads is they they collect data and know you interact with this person who sells this, who will likely buy that, who travels here. And this map that gets created, this digital fingerprint of yours, is I mean actually from a technological perspective, it's beautifully sophisticated. It's amazing. It's algorithmic. It's AI driven. It's beautiful, but it's creepy too. And so what yeah. we did in the app was we simply just didn't build that. We won't, impl- we won't build that. So the only data that gets submitted to uh, the search on application is, are you a surgeon, yes or no? Come on in. That's it. It's all we ask for. That's all we want to know. We'll never collect another piece of data ever again. So there's no ability for data to be brokered, sold, or lost. So that's the beautiful thing about it. Yes, yeah, so you created this really authentic space for support that cuts away all that other stuff. You just want to support and educate and connect and thrive together, essentially. Yeah, exactly right. And, and you know, and part of that's kind of a two-pronged approach. And what we wanted to do, again, we wanted to make sure there was an environment that was custom-built for surgeons and built by surgeons because we know what we need. Mm-hmm. And we need a few things. We need to make sure it's safe. We need to make sure it, it, it works. We need to make sure that you can discover other communities. So like I wander into my gynecology colleagues or all the time. Why can't I do that on social media and see what my gynecology colleagues are doing operatively and learn what they're doing? I, I mean, I like to see other things like orthopedic surgery, dentistry, podiatry, 
hernia surgery, for example. And we've allowed all that within the application to make sure that a lot of these communities are open. Now, of course, we have private communities, women in surgery, to allow women in surgery to have a private closed group where no, 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 someone like me just can't wander into that room and see what's, what's happening because these are legitimate concerns and comments and conversations that have to happen. It was also one of the reasons we recruited Dr. Tiger to this is because we wanted to make sure that we also had a community of self-care. This is critically important because why do most surgeons quit their jobs or doctors and there's such a high suicide rate across the country is because they're burned out. And they're burned out because, Robin, you, you can speak to this for probably hours on end. Yes. Burned out because they don't have a, a support group. They don't have a community. They don't have a, a feeling of control. And we wanted to make sure that we had an expert in this community that has her own kind of platform, if you will, Dr. Tiger here. And Robin has her self commu- self-care community that lives within the application um, that we're able to support our surgeon colleagues in whichever aspect they are, whether it's jokes, whether it's you know, words of encouragement, whether it's venting, whether it's dealing with a complication, this is these are real problems that we all deal with. This is really, really amazing. And any surgeon that could find you would be so lucky to join your Facebook community, to join your Surge On app. And I'm also thinking that there are physicians out there who aren't in the surgical community, and there may be non-physicians that are learning so much from everything that you're just sharing right now, because they could create a safe space for their own groups, whether it be another medical group, whether it be another non-medical group, to just share and support and learn and not have to worry about all those other things that you were talking about, like data collection and everything else. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And I think that what we... What's incredibly tragic in our, in our specialty, not just surgery, medicine in general, is the idea that we must be so stoic and never show our vulnerability that it causes a lot of problems. And, and, and Robin, I won't begin to even speak to, to the level of sophistication that you can, but that inability or unwillingness or that it's almost that culture where we say, no, you can't talk about that is damaging. And, you know, we've lost colleagues. I've lost friends to these issues. And it's, it's, a, it's a tragedy that should be 100% avoidable. And uh, yeah, we want to do stuff to, to try to, you know, basically to do our part to be a part of the solution, as opposed to perpetuating and propagating the, uh, the problem that is the culture that, it, that exists within medicine in general. Well, no, thank you. We're grateful to have you because you're, again, your level of expertise and your, you know, your candor and your ability to kind of bring real world experience and how you've navigated this is, is I'll say it again, it's critically important to the health, uh, the longevity and uh, saving a lot of people's lives. And I'm not just not, I'm not talking about uh, phys- patients' lives, I'm talking about, you know, physicians' lives and, and the, the ripple effect that, you know, depression, the ripple effect that burnout has on everyone around us, our, our loved ones, our family, our friends, our children, and so on, and those that we lead, those that look up to us, those that we look up to. And so the, the work that you're doing, the work that we're trying to do together is, uh, is, I think, fundamental in trying to change this culture for the broader and the kind of the greater good. Well, I'm really honored to be changing the culture of medicine with you. <laughs> it's, it's really, really amazing. And I hope that 
everyone listening, whether you're in the medical field or not, can take away that this is so important, that taking care of you is more important than anything else. And it's that that you only have one you. (laughs) No one can take care of you except you. So Dr. Solomon, yes. I I just, I have to say one thing. You know what I tell, um, you know, as a fellowship program director, I I actually, uh, I'm in a different position now, but Every year when my, my graduating class of fellows would graduate, I would stand up in front of the room on the graduation day. This is after they've been through four years of college, four years of medical school, at least six years of surgical training, probably close to 10. And I would stand up in front of their family, friends, loved ones, and everyone and say, you are replaceable as a surgeon. I would tell them 100% you're replaceable as a surgeon. And if you go outside tomorrow and get hit by a bus, there's going to be 20 other, in this case, colorectal surgeons ready to take your place. But you're only, you know, you're irreplaceable to some people. You're irreplaceable to your, to your for example, to your, your, your spouse, to your kids, to your parents and, and your loved ones. So be irreplaceable to them by being available. Be present and all that. And so, and I was telling them, you know, at the end of the day, although medicine and surgery is a, an amazing calling, an amazing career, it's a job at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's a job at the end of the day. I, we, and we do it, we love it, but it should never be done at the, at the cost of damaging our relationships and, and affecting and afflicting our loved ones. So um, anyway, just so I say it for the record here, <laughs> and so I don't just say it to uh, my fellows, I say it to the public. So definitely irreplaceable. Irreplaceable. I love that. I was going to say, can you share one final pearl? And you know what? That That's it. You're <laughs> okay. replaceable in your job, but you're not replaceable with respect to who you are and what you mean to others. And you're not replaceable for yourself. Yeah. So that's that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And your fellows are incredibly lucky to have you. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that, but I appreciate it. (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. So Dr. Solomon, can you share with our audience how they can reach you? What, you know, your Facebook group, Surge On, how they can contact you if they have any questions? Yeah, yeah. I'm probably one of the most accessible people. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, with Surge On, it's surgeonapp.com. You download it, register, log in. We would love to see you. My my handle there and everywhere is at Mark Solomon. And uh, so on Surge on, I'm at Mark Solomon. On Twitter, I'm also at Mark Solomon. On Facebook, I'm at Mark Solomon. I have a YouTube channel that I do a lot of uh, content production there for the general audience, uh, general colorectal and general surgery audience. It's youtube.com front slash Mark Solomon. And uh, my email address is Mark at MarkSolomon.com. So it's pretty easy. So I'm pretty easily accessible with that regard. Okay. And it's M-A-R-K-S-L-S-O-L-I-M-A-N. Exactly. Yes. Okay. And I will put all of that in the show notes. You can reach out to Dr. Solomon in any way you'd like, whether you have a question, whether you want to join one of his groups or join the app. So I want to thank you again, Dr. Solomon, so much for taking time to be here, for all of your insight. Thank everyone listening and for taking time to care for amazing you. And remember to be kind to one another and to be kind to yourself. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode 
of the Stress-Free MD podcast. Hi, I'm so happy that you're here listening to the Stress-Free MD podcast, learning short, actionable tools to relieve the stress in your life. And I've got some amazing news for you. I've created some short videos for you where you can learn stress-relieving tools by video format as well. Me teaching you on videos. They're totally free. They're very short. They're about five minutes in length each because I know how busy you are. And all you have to do is go to my website, www.stressfreemd.net. And on the homepage, it says, feel calm now. And then you can click the link to get your free videos and I'll send them directly to your inbox and your email. And you can share this website with your friends, your family, your colleagues, so they can feel calm too. (laughs) So go get your videos. What are you waiting for?